0: Hey, is this thing on? Are we recording? Can I get a tech person? Oh,
1: for the love of EdTech.
0: Visor is the tool you need to manage Chromebooks and other IT assets in your school district. Visor has teamed up with Jake Miller to offer our listeners a free signed copy of his book, Educational Duct Tape. Go to visor.cloud slash love edtech. That's vizo dot cloud slash love edtech to find out more.
1: Today we have joining us Amy Romas, an educational technologist from Springboro Schools. Hi, Amy. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing today? We're great. great. we so excited to have you on. We've known Amy for a long time, and she's going to be an awesome guest, so we're excited. So before we dive in, because we're going to have all sorts of questions and talk about some great things today, could you tell us a little bit about your journey into education and educational technology?
2: Yeah, sure thing. I've been in education a long time, and as I'm thinking back, I feel very old as I go through everything. This is my my 25th year in education, which seems just insane to me. I actually started out in first grade. I was a first grade teacher, okay. loved teaching first grade, and then decided to go back and get my master's in educational technology because I just had always loved computers and tinkering with things. And then a job came out in middle school. So oh, one year that's I a went jump. Well, yeah, yeah, one year I went from <laughs> teaching first graders, seven year olds to teaching yes. eighth graders. So I always say that I went from teaching i from tying shoes one year to dealing with boys and hormones and kids that were much larger than me the next year. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was a huge jump, but I absolutely loved it. I love those crazy middle schoolers and teaching technology and Legos and robots and starting the whole coding thing when it first came out, you know, like 15 yeah. years ago. It was a lot, a lot of fun. Then about, I don't know, gosh, 12 years ago, um, my husband took a job towards Cincinnati Something in Springboro opened up, thankfully, because we needed to move down south a little bit further. Mm -hmm. Um, So I decided to teach um, technology at our junior high in our sixth grade building. That was my wheelhouse. I loved it. I taught computers here for three or four years. And then that led me into my current role now, which is educational technology. So I taught for a really long time. I love teaching. (laughs) I love working with kids, obviously. And now I actually get to teach the teachers um, how to integrate and use technology um, within their classrooms. So I feel like I've kind that's of come awesome. full circle. I worked with yeah. the little ones, the middle school ones, and now the teachers. And I get to do it all again.
0: Yeah, that's cool. I was just going to ask that's you fun. if you were still teaching. And you are. I
2: do. Yeah. That's- I get. Yeah. Teachers reach out to me all the time and they say, how do I get to... How can I, you know, integrate technology or how do I I've got a lesson? How can I do technology? And I actually go into the classrooms and I'll either teen teach or I'll you know meet with small groups and work with students. So yeah, I still I'm still in the classroom mm-hmm. a lot and that's what I love doing.
0: Yeah. That's how awesome. do you think that you've built that? Like, you know, where teachers will thing. reach out to, will you. to you.
2: Yeah. It's taken time to build relationships a lot of trust. It's my first couple of years, they were kind of like, oh, like, you, you know how to teach, you know how to do this. I'm like, yeah, I taught for a long time. Helped a lot that my own kids are in the school district. So oh, I built you know, yeah. relationships with teachers, but I just was able to see at one elementary school. So I still had another elementary school where I didn't know the teachers so i had to go in there and really like get to know them and then you know during pd i would you know like work with them and then it was just that whole trust issue and it's taken a long time but now i really do feel comfortable i can walk into any classroom at any time and they're like oh sure come on in or hey i need to step out for a minute can you watch my kids we just have that great relationship so it's fun but it has taken time Yep. I think it just, it takes time and you can't go in and change. I like, want to change things and force your ideas mm-hmm. or force the technology on people. That's not the way to do it. I think the best thing or the best advice with a person maybe be starting a new role like this is to go in and listen, listen, mm-hmm. get to know their needs, you know, and just baby step the whole way. And then just kind of just go in and maybe, Hey, can I model a lesson or what can I do for you? And you're, in this role, yeah. I feel like as customer service and support, so it's going to take time.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, and I think that's an important message to send because I also think another thing that happens is your role is something that's kind of outsourced, and then you know they may or may not have the same person either year to year, or they might keep them for a couple years, and then it's like right. There they go, and so that time is never available for them to establish those relationships in order to make something magical happen.
2: You totally hit that on the head, and I feel very lucky that Springboro has really you know like embraced this role and realized the importance of it because, yeah, if you have one person coming in one year and out the other year, you're never going to develop those relationships. I mean it's just yeah. it's impossible,
0: yeah. Yeah. So bravo to your administration.
2: (laughs) Oh, I really do.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to ask you about your the STEM and technology program, because I know you said with your middle schoolers, you taught robots and coding and all of that stuff. How has that evolved into your role now? And I guess maybe talk about the creation of the tech and STEM program.
2: It's actually really, it's, it's pretty cool. It's actually morphed a lot. We have at our elementary schools, we have two elementary schools, grades two through five. And when okay. I first got here in this role, it was kind of like your traditional tech classes, how to do slides, mm-hmm. PowerPoint, docs, you know, your traditional classes. But then what we realized is we need to integrate that more within the classroom, so Mm -hmm. we're like okay what does that traditional tech classroom look like so what we've kind of actually done is we still teach those building block skills you know how to log on to the computer how to do the basic skills but then we've actually morphed that into more of a stem-based class because it just makes more sense to do the coding to do the robots to explore the stem possibilities than sitting out there and you know typing for a half an hour or doing sure. a slide deck when you could be doing a slide deck in the actually like ELA classroom and integrate the class you know integrate while you're you know working on your content. Right. So it's it's been really cool. We have two really great STEM teachers who have embraced this model. And I mean, they have done a fantastic job with it. They're using some of the dot and dash robots, and they're using the Blockly code for like the STEM possibilities. But they also do a lot of things that are that are not computer based, that are just hands on activities. They're doing a lot of cl- uh, cross collaboration between the art and the music and the technology to actually make it a full STEAM experience, which. I have kind of thought that way, but when you get all, you know, all your people together, they're really thinking outside the box and bringing in bigger ideas than I could even imagine.
0: So, do the tech teachers collaborate too with the like homeroom teachers? They do. Okay.
2: Mhm. So, yeah, so it's kind of it's kind of it's a really it's a cool process and I don't know how these teachers are doing it. I'm supporting them, you know, with different ideas and trying to, you know, get all the information I can. But let's say in second grade, if they are working on habitats in, in, you know, in animals, they'll get in there and say, OK, how can we best support you? So they might, you know, do a slide deck. They might introduce the kids, you know, how to do a little bit of research. Instead of Googling something, they might actually use databases. So they're building yeah. that whole tech site on there. Then maybe they might, you know, decide to do a STEM activity and actually build a physical habitat. So they're oh, trying cool. to really, get, and then even the art teachers get involved, and they're actually, you know, they're painting and they're they're building something with clay. So everything is is in the elementary world is very cross curricular.
0: That's very cool.
2: It's amazing. They just did a whole at, our, at Five Points Elementary. Our our tech and our art teacher actually did a whole glow unit where they talked about, you know, how does how does chemistry work with with paint properties and glowing features. The art teacher painted all of these glow pictures and glow things. The STEM teacher got all of these glow materials, brought in black lights, talked about the different properties and how the chemistry is made up, had marble runs that were glowing in the dark, had black lights. They had different manipulatives they can build. And then for the last day of the celebration, they had all the art in one room. They had brought black lights in. The room was glowing. Oh, how fun building. I mean, it was amazing. And the kids were using the vocabulary and they were talking about how the different properties were working. It was so cool. That,
0: that sounds is awesome. so cool. I know yeah, they're, they're going to remember I, that. Too. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I went in there and just, and I played for like three hours and the kids were telling me all about how the different things were working together and they had robots out and they were, I mean, it was just a total, like just STEM, like fun, fun day.
0: That is so That's cool. That's awesome you are not a one-to-one district, correct? Correct. Okay. So can you talk a little bit about what the district is and how you address the technology? I guess that would be what access?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Sure thing. And when we say, when I go to meetings and talk to parents and they say that we're not one-to-one, they're, they're kind of floored because that's not, it's not the standard it's not what pretty much everybody right. in Ohio or the United States is doing but we've we've kind of figured out that what works best in springboro is we're actually a 2 to 1 model we we do that is we realize do we want every child at all times in a classroom behind a computer no mm. We have a teacher and a very, you know, and a very experienced teacher in that classroom, you know, giving lessons, breaking in small groups. Why would we have a teacher in a classroom if we have, you know, 30 kids behind a computer and the teacher's up there? You have an expert in the classroom who is there, who is willing to help. Kids are on technology all the time. Mm -hmm. And I mean, obviously, I love computers. I love technology, but does a child need to be on a computer all the time? I mean, you've got, you know, they need to interact. They need to have hands-on activities. So that's one, I think one of the biggest rationales and the, one of the main reasons we decided not to go one-to-one. And thankfully, I mean, it's honestly, it is working for us. A lot of times what we do, even in our high school, is we do a lot of station rotations, okay? Because what we do is in even our math department, we'll do a lot of flip classroom. So the teachers will go through oh. and they'll actually you know, assign you know, the video the night before. All of our higher level math classes are doing this as an example in our pre-calc classrooms. They'll say, watch the video the night before. Okay, see how you're doing. They'll work on the homework there within the class. And then they'll say, okay, let's go ahead. And if you're not sure about this topic or this topic, leave your computers at your desk. Come meet with me at the table and let's actually work on this. It's oh, almost wow. like an elementary classroom setting because it yeah. works. They do that in the second grade classroom, the third grade classroom. So every child does not need to be on a computer all the time because you can effectively run a classroom with almost like a two to one. Break your class up. You know, half the class can work on something. Half the class can meet with teachers or even you know just do it in stations.
0: That's really cool, especially thinking about it at a high school level.
2: Yeah. And it's, it's been a hard switch. For, I mean, because, I mean, you think about a high school, usually it's more of a lecture based classroom mm-hmm. where um, kids are working. But we've had a lot of our, you know, middle school, high school teachers embrace that. Oh, my gosh. Like we can have a child work on, let's say, a program like Lexi or some like a math program, for example, get some mm-hmm. great data, either work on it in class or the night before, use that data and then go through and actually use work on small groups within the classroom. So we have seen a lot of really good things happening in class that way. And let kids, you know, do the think, pair, share, let them work in groups. They don't need to be on the computer all the time.
0: Yeah. And learn from each other. I'm curious, have you heard any feedback from the kids, like, you know, especially the older kids, whether they appreciate it or whether they feel like it really helps them
2: yeah we have a lot of times the kids and it's it's just different like you know, chat, chatting with a lot of kids a lot of times the kids are like you know what like we sometimes they prefer paper it's just they're kind of going back and they're like you know what? we've been on the computer for so long mm. we go home, and we're on instagram we're on snapchat give us something tangible give us some some paper let us just write and it's just so funny because you think the teenagers would want the computers and the technology but sometimes they just want to they just want to write
0: which I totally get because I'm like that too like as much as I love a computer and whatever sometimes I just enjoy writing on paper you know with a pen or a pencil we are a a kind of a mixed
2: environment as well we are also a a BYO. so if kids okay which stands uh for bring your own device okay or BYOT bring your own technology okay, okay. so if, if a child wants to bring their own Chromebook which we always say it's easier to bring a Chromebook just because you know the teachers know how to use it the battery life but if they prefer an iPad if they prefer a MacBook or a laptop they can bring in their own device as well that way they don't have to borrow. And then when the time comes when there is a computer activity, they can pull out what they're used to using, and they have it right there as well.
0: Now, I know some people would say, well, how do you monitor and manage that? Sometimes it's a headache. I will uh-huh. be
2: honest, it is. Our teachers have done a fantastic job. We've had a, this model for, oh my gosh, for, for 13 years. We actually started with a BYO model because oh. Didn't exist at the time. That was kind of my first in, initiative when I came into this job. Invented, invented yet? I mean, that's kind of dating myself. It came, kind of the couple of years afterwards. So we have just been accustomed to bring your own device. And then when Chromebooks did come around, it made it easier to manage. But our teachers do a fantastic job of walking around the room, making sure the kids are all on the same page. We're looking at some different different software packages now that, you know, can potentially lock kids into the different tabs to make sure they're they're not surfing around. Programs like that are very expensive, though. Yeah. We try to keep cost down to a minimum. So that is cost is always a, a factor, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, always the consideration and where the funds fall. I think the I, like I'm just fascinated by the two to one
1: concept as well as like the bring your own. I kind of love it. It was like, it's innovative in a way because everyone was immediately like, we need to put one in everyone's hands, but you're absolutely right. They don't need to have them all the time. And even the ones that do have them all the time, they're not using them all day. I mean, I get screen reports and they're on for 15 minutes, you know? And I feel like within Springboro,
2: like we're lucky because kids can bring their own devices. Right. I mean, they have they have the means, right? To bring the yeah. But if they if they don't, we during we have we have a ton of devices that we bought, purchased through with Esser funds a couple of years ago, right? So if a child doesn't have a device, we have a loaner program
1: mm-hmm.
2: that we just check out through our libraries, and they can just check it out all year. They can take it home. Oh, Okay. We have hot spots as well, so if, if a child you know needs internet connectivity, same deal. We have a program through our libraries; they can check it out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it it's worked well. We had a
1: That's over
2: great. Christmas over Christmas break, actually on Christmas Eve. Unfortunately, there's a, a pipe that burst at our high school. Oh geez. Oh yeah, right, literally right <laughs> above my daughter's locker. Like, boom, oh. it came down, and it flooded the entire like library and everything. <sighs> it was, it was a mess. And we had to go remote the week after Christmas. So, you know, we had got two oh, wow. weeks off of Christmas. We had to go remote the week after Christmas and everybody here was nervous. We're like, and we're and my colleague who does secondary, my job, they're like, we're like, Oh, we're fine. We got this. And everybody's yeah. like, do they have devices? We're like, yeah, they're fine. So I, we have, a, Oh, we have about 2000 kids at our high school. And we sat up there and, like, made sure that kids had devices if they needed to borrow. We literally checked out 11 devices in two days. Because kids had either, you know, if they had borrowed from school, they had taken them home over break, or they just had Mm -hmm. their own device at home. So, thankfully, we're in a situation where kids have their own devices, or if they don't, they have borrowed them or they came to borrow them. So, yeah, we're very lucky here. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so we were able to... To literally flip on a dime and say, "Okay, guys, we're gonna go remote for a couple of days." We set up shop. We made sure the teachers were okay. Teachers were able to come into their classrooms. Some had to move, but we went remote for a week, and it was no big
0: deal. And that really speaks volumes for what you're doing, because
2: yeah, yeah, we That's... pulled out our own like our our COVID plans from a couple of years ago, and yeah. <laughs> cobwebs off, and we're like, okay, we can do this.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's true though. That's one thing that came out of COVID, and yeah, having had to do that is that now you can be responsive and react in these types of situations, whereas before, I mean, like when we were in school, if that would have happened, it would have been like, i guess we're using calamity days for the whole week. They're gone, you know. And now you can still have instruction.
2: Yeah, and it was not a big deal. And because we are a BYO school, you know, you bring your own it doesn't matter if they if they had a, a they had to use mom or dad's macbook or whatever right um, because we're a google environment they get hop on they're used to getting onto their meets they can use anything mm-hmm. they needed to and it was very seamless we had the the attendance was fantastic those those couple days i mean that's everybody great. showed up they did their work they were responsible
1: i feel stuff. like that's preparing them for those that are going to go onto college or even into the workforce. There's so many remote jobs now. There's so many college classes that are being held online where you, you know, there's nobody in the room with you telling you what to do. You take care of your own business. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, I think that's helping them prepare for that too. Oh, it's huge. My son is a
2: freshman right now in college and he has two remote classes and it's just, he has to log in. Some have meeting times. Some is, it's just self-paced. And by doing things yeah. like he did with COVID, he's fine. And I think our kids, yeah. like you said, they they have to be ready and prepared and they are. Life right. skills. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Skills.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. I just think back to when I was in high school, we had planners, but like, I was a hot mess in college. I, nobody gave me a planner, so I didn't have a planner. <laughs> I, <laughs> you know, I didn't use a calendar. I don't even know how I, like, turn stuff in on time. And not today's kids, it's like, they 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 just <laughs> maybe have it a little more together than I did. I don't know. but <laughs> I would have been in such trouble. I don't know. Yeah, just, but, yeah. I mean, they have access to those calendars and things are scheduled. And I feel like lines of communication are more open and Mm -hmm. I think it's great. So I'm glad, Mm -hmm. I'm glad at least you're seeing with your son that some of this is translating into college and we're seeing that those life skills are valuable. You
2: you had to worry, like as an educator, you're like, am I doing everything right here to prepare 6,000 kids? And then when I get to see like my own kids going through this and I'm like, okay, like these 6,000 children, I am doing something right. And it is transferring (laughs) to the college level. Because I don't see the right. college level. Yeah. 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 These kids are going to be ready. And our kids are successful in college when they mm-hmm. move on to the next level or when they go into you know, a trade school or things like that. I feel like we have prepared them well with the technology and then everything that we're doing here in Springboro. That's just great. hmm
0: hmm Thank you so
2: much. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, a
0: fun
2: us. place. I, I I always tell people I've got the best job in the school district. I I really do. It's it's. I not think you
1: do. It sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, learned. and especially so. You focus when you said your
0: colleagues. So you do what grades? K through. I focus on usually K five. K five. Okay, okay. Yeah. and then at yeah. okay, one point, the... I was K
1: twelve. Oh it wow. was, yeah, it was. I feel like while. I remember that.
2: Yeah, and it was, and my wheelhouse is like six eight and in really middle school is stretching it yeah with, with, with six thousand we have six sixty two hundred kids and i think 350 staff members and i'm like i threw up the white flag i'm like i need help like we just yeah and my colleague taught in secondary for a year so it was perfect so she does
1: yes secondary
2: but it is so nice because we can cross over too Mm-hmm. Right. I might say, hey, can you go help in sec- second grade and I'll flip flop and go, you know, help the juniors today. So we have yeah. that flexibility, which is nice too. Yeah.
1: yeah so sure. nice not to be an island. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. To have somebody to mm-hmm. collaborate with and yeah. bounce ideas off it's of. It's definitely and valuable.
2: Yeah. Or just for to figure out great. something in Google where I'm just like, okay, I'm stumped. Like, let's work through this together. It's great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh For
0: sure. I'm a little bit jealous. Teachers, you can now
1: earn contact hours toward grad credit for listening to the podcast. Visit ForTheLoveOfEdTech.org for more information.
0: Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed our discussion today. If you like our podcast,
1: please don't forget to subscribe to get notified when new episodes are released. For more information about our podcast and to access links and resources referenced in this episode, check us out at ForTheLoveOfEdTech.org.